Welcome to a new podcast. This show is called No Expectations. I'm your host, William Bennett. And on this show, we have no expectations. I've learned throughout life that every time I expect something to happen, I try and I try and pinpoint every little thing that could happen, not happen, whatever happened. And it's always opposite. Reality hits me. So let's go. Man, I'm, I'm really excited about this show. This is a new thing I'm doing. Um, it's separate from that guy show where you've probably heard from me. Uh, I, I did an episode without Matt one time and like he couldn't be like he was out of town or he was at a conference or something along those lines. And so I just said, dude, I'll, I'll do it. And I actually had a really good show and we kind of talked about the differences, the differences between expectation and reality. So I, I had an, a really fun time doing it. And I decided, you know what, this is actually kind of therapeutic for me, so I'm going to do it. Um, this first episode is a, is a, going to be kind of based off of a talk I gave to some confirmation kids um, in Texas. And I didn't plan on doing this talk. Uh, I mean, I kind of was there, but when I just I just decided, you know what, sometimes I just go and I just sit there and I just chat and I get to know the kids. And then I, I'll feed off of them on what I'll talk about. And one thing I've noticed was like everybody showing up was like way too cool for school, which is typical. It's extremely typical for confirmation, but it's pretty typical in general. And I noticed these guys like we would play basketball or we would do something and they were like so quote unquote macho. And anybody that wasn't as quote unquote macho as them, they weren't man enough. And that kind of pissed me off. There was a lot of that in, in our society of what a man is and what a man isn't. And it kind of dawned on me this whole, like, I had this like little introspective moment where I was like, man, when did I learn how to become a man? Who did I learn how to become a man, like, from, right? Did I learn it from my dad or my grandfather? Did I learn it from TV? Did I learn it from MTV? Did I learn it from my youth ministers? Did I learn it from my friends? The answer to that is yes. You know, I mean, we learn it from everybody. But, excuse me, I just burped, expecting to have a good smooth podcast, reality comes in, and burpy time, any hoozles. Um, so it kind of started off, and I just kind of asked them, you know, like, like, how long have you been a man? And I was like, think about it, you know? And some of them have been like, oh, yeah, I've been, you know, I'm a man now, like, I've been a man for whatever. And I was like, you know what? I don't think you're a man. Like, the way society thinks of it is you don't start becoming a man until you start growing hair maybe on your chin maybe under the armpits maybe in the other areas but that's usually when manhood starts so I asked him to think about it again and said well how long have you been a man and they were like ah two years you know some of them said three years some of them were like oh I've been a man for like six years and they're like dude you're 16 there's no way you were like hairy as all get out at 10 years old but I think it kind of struck a chord with them of where I was going with it. And I was like, so you've only been a man for three years. Like, you're a three-year-old man. Like, you are a man baby. And this, this, this phrase came in, and we told the girls from that retreat, the high school girls, what we had talked about. And they were giving the boys a hard time calling them man babies. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
man baby is not a derogatory term. It may, it may seem like man baby is a derogatory term, but it's not. And once you know that you are a man baby, maybe you're a man toddler. For me, I'm 33 years old, right? So I can honestly say probably around, I don't know, 20, 21 years is when I started becoming a man. So I'm finally out of my teenage years of manhood where I know everything. Now I'm in my stupid 20s where I still think I know everything, but I'm slowly starting to realize that I don't. I'm at that age when it comes to manhood, right? Some people are more mature. Some people get it quicker. Some people get it slower. I mean, biologically speaking, I'm a man. But mentally, I'm nowhere near it, right? And that's what I was trying to portray to these kids. I get aggravated a lot when someone says man up, especially when it comes from somebody that doesn't know what manhood is. Because manhood is not owning a gun. Manhood is not having muscles. Manhood is not knowing how to um, change a tire. Manhood is not having a beard, you know? And this is coming from a guy who has a beard. That is not manhood. I know a lot of people who really struggle with their masculinity not that they struggle with the sexuality or they, they struggle with you know being too feminine or whatever but they they struggle with society's view of them as men and that's that that's got to stop guys a man is somebody who knows how to sacrifice for his fellow man who knows how to give and who knows how to be vulnerable and that's one thing that i can honestly say I did not learn from my dad, my grandfather, from TV, from any of my friends, is I never learned how to be vulnerable as a man. And through my vast years of research and studying other men and, and teenagers and trying to come up with, like, what does it mean to be a man, I've, I really have honestly realized that the missing link is the ability for a man to be vulnerable. That's what makes him a man. Anytime you see somebody and, and, and you just you get this like this charisma from him of just, just this manliness, it's usually from them telling you a story of them opening up their hearts and letting you in that you'll get this. You get this a lot from from older gentlemen who might tell you war stories or, you know, back in my day type stories. And a lot of it is slightly exaggerated, maybe maybe a little braggy. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of it comes from a life experience that I want to share with you. I want to open up myself to you and allow you in, right? And that, that vulnerability is something that, like, it's not taught. It's very hard to come across. I don't know if you ever remember your first car and that sense of freedom that you had, right? My first car was a 1997 Dodge Intrepid, and it was red. And it was Dodge red. And this car right here besides what it actually was, to me, was like the shiz. I love this car. This was my first car. Technically, it was still my dad's like seventh or eighth, tenth car. But for me, it was my first car. It never was mine, but my dad would let me use it, right? The first night I was able to drive by myself, I was like ecstatic. I was ready. I was finally a man, right? That's to me, was the manhood ticker. Because every other guy that I saw who was driving had this freedom, they looked older. And to me, that was what, that, that's what would start like my manhood. That's what 
becoming a man was about was getting my first car, going out, not with my mom in the passenger seat driving, not with a learner's permit, with my own license driving my car, right? My 1997 Dodge Intrepid. I mean, I've been working up to manhood for a whole year and a half now, right? You know, I'm 15 or 16 years old. And like I said, you know, you know, you start growing hair under the armpits, maybe 12, 13 or something like that. And that's when you start becoming a man. So trust me, I have been working up for this for a very long time. It's been about a year. But I was just a man baby. You know, it's, it's funny how much we think we have it all figured out. And, and just to let y'all know, like it never changes. Um, you know, when, when I first got married and someone said, oh, you're married? Oh, cool. How long have you been married? I'm like, oh, we've been married for about six months. They're like, oh, wait till you're married for 10 years. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I hit, I hit the 10-year mark. Well, I haven't hit it yet, but we'll hit it next year. But I know there's people going to be like, wait till you're married for 20 years. Okay, I get it. Maybe when you're 27 or 28 and you have that first inkling of like, my body's not the same as it was when I was in my early 20s, and you're starting to feel sore or maybe you hurt yourself and you're like, man, I feel, I feel like I'm getting old. And someone's like, well, just wait till you hit 35, you know. As someone who's hitting their mid-30s, just to let you know, there's people that still tell me, oh, you're not old yet. Just wait till you hit 40. It keeps going. It never changes. It's that same thing with that, that masculine drive. You're never man enough. Still feel like I have it all figured out. And then tomorrow will come and I'll realize that yesterday, we, you know, the, the me, yesterday me, didn't know half of what today me knows. You know, uh, it, it's funny. When I was 15... I knew everything when I was a senior in high school. Again, I knew everything. I knew more than I did when I was 15. Three years ago, I knew way more. And today I know more than I did yesterday. But, you know, I, I'm no longer a man, baby, but I'm still a man. Early 20s, you know, I'm a, I'm a millennial at that, which I know is going to get a lot of negative feedback for being a millennial. But y'all can just shut your face holes. Um, it's no different for anybody. You know, I can remember my dad telling me stories and I was like, man, I sound just like me. So my dad, who I've always looked up to as someone who was always wiser and smarter, did the same stupid stuff that I did, you know, when I was at the age that he did it, you know, and it's because at the time we were all man babies. That's okay. That's exactly where you need to be. That's your age. You can't expect a three-year-old to be like, why can't you just be like you're 10? Well, because he's three. That's why. You know, I see parents all the time getting frustrated with their kids. And this is coming from a person who's in his mid-30s, married nine years. And unfortunately, my wife and I, we don't have any kids here, um, here on earth. But, like, we do see things, and we see things through a different perspective. We don't see things from a parent's eyes. We see things from a mid-30s somethings with no kids' eyes. And we see how parents can get frustrated with their kids when they're not acting the way the parents think they need to act. When in all honesty, the way we see it, a lot of times is that the kid's just acting the way the kid acts. Of course he's going to throw a tantrum. He's three. You know, of course he's going to be snooty and, and talk back to you. He's, he's, he's 13. You know, put him in his place or whatever. But I mean, still, that's, that's a normal progression for life. Is, is kids like, there was a study where they talked about I forget the age, maybe at three or four, like when a kid starts to learn to lie. And it's not because they're mischievous. It's not because they're evil. It's not because they're bad kids. It's just that part of it of like, 
You know, and you see these videos and they're cute as hell and they're funny of a kid with chocolate all over his face and the mom confronts him. Hey, did you eat the chocolate? And the kid's like, no, someone else did. Someone else came in here and they, they come up with this elaborate story of what happened and there's chocolate all over their face. You can't expect any different. But you need to accept that you're different, right? You need to accept that. You got to study, you have to practice and strive to be that man. You've been called to be the man that you are going to be, not the man that the world tells you you're going to be. I cannot grow like a full, big old beard. And to some people, they're like, oh, your beard is nice and full. But I'm like, no, it's actually pretty thin. And it's, you know, my wife calls it, you know, something different. But, you know, she she hates the beard and I love it. But it's not like I've seen other guys with like these big old fuller beards. And I'm like, man, these guys, they got these manly beards. And I don't understand why it makes me feel much more like a man to have this beard. But that's not what I'm called. I'm not called to be a man with a beard. I enjoy it. It makes me feel good and I wear it, but it's not my identity. I like to work with my hands. I'm sitting at a podcasting table right here. I built this with my own two hands. This did, the fact that I built this table does not make me man, a man. My wife could have built this table. That doesn't mean that this table is any less because my wife could have built it. My wife likes to work with her hands and she can build it. The fact that I built this table or that I renovate my house or we do yard work and we do, we work on the cars and I change my own oil and, and you know, we like to go camping, we have to go fishing. That's not an identity of a man. That is just, these are just things that I like to do. Stereotypically, most men do those things, but that's not what makes me a man. What makes me a man is the sacrifice that I give for my family, sacrifice I give for my wife. What makes my wife a woman and the amazing wife that she is is a sacrifice that she gives to me. It's not her curves. I mean, my wife is awesome. She's beautiful. She's incredible. But those things that you would stereotypically put as a like what a woman is isn't what makes her a woman. It's her it's her unconditional love and caring nature to always want to take care of me is what makes her a woman and a damn good one at that you know it, it sucks being it, like it sucks seeing so many young men and and like these man babies right going through such crap in life like they're never nourished they don't learn it from their parents they don't learn it from their grandparents they're, they're learning it from the world and the world's giving them false information because that's what the world thinks it's supposed to be about you know, I, like I said, I was, you know, I was, I used to be a youth minister and, you know, I don't know if I said that, but I used to be a youth minister and I, and I see like these kids going through such like climbing a mountain without gear, right? Climbing the rock face without any safety protection. And I'm not saying you need to baby them, but you can't just tell a kid to go up or a man or a woman, anybody just, Hey, go climb that wall without the proper training and learning and, and knowing how things work, knowing how your muscles work, you know? There's nothing worse than someone telling someone to be a man or to man up when that person themselves don't even know how to be a man yet. And that man might be your dad. That man might be, you know, somebody in their 60s and their 70s that are telling you, oh, man up these kids today, they're all pansies, da 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 Well, you griping and being an old fart isn't what makes you a man. You know, some big brothers and father figures like teachers or coaches, they always say stupid things. 
I'm going to call you on your bull and I'm going to try and steer you in the right direction, but you need to do all the walking in that direction. You know, like I'm not here to help you. Like I said, you need to train. You need to learn how to do it. Like I'll pick you up if you're falling down as your brother, as your fellow man, and I'll help you and I'll point you in the right direction, but I can't walk you there. That's one thing that I'm learning now. Like I'm still learning it. I'm trying to walk in the right direction. There's times like I got called on work the other day by my boss. Pretty much I'm slacking. He called me out and it's been up to me for the past couple of weeks. And I've really tried to step that up. That's up to me. It's not going to change. You can get into these slumps. Too many times guys are thrown to the wolves without like the proper knowledge to survive. What sucks is when like these men, they become fathers and that vicious cycle continues. There's a couple things you can do. There's a couple things I suggest you to do. One is to learn to pray, to learn to meditate, learn to be silent. It's something I really struggle with, but when I do fall into that, I know that growth. And my wife always tells me, like it's, it's funny when we talk about this, but my wife actually teaches me to be a man because she's already done things to become a better woman. That is no different for me to follow to also become a better man. It's a prayer. You need to give your adolescence to God so he can fill your boyish heart and mold it into that masculine heart. Like I, I'm, like I had mentioned, I'm a 20-something-year-old man now. I know I'm 34, but at that 20-something age of manhood, I have a lot to learn. I know what I was like when I was 22, when I was 20 years old. I was an idiot. I was dumb. I was way smarter than I was a couple years ago, but still dumb. Heart on fire for God. Heart on fire for the less fortunate. Heart on fire for the woman's soul. That's what I need. Masculinity is not automatic. It doesn't just come. Just because you can grow the beard doesn't make you a man, right? Just because you can grow these muscles doesn't make you a man. You can't hack it. You can't hack masculinity. Compensation for manhood is sad. And we see it all the time. Every morning when you are by yourself and in your room, say a little prayer and offer everything to God. Offer your heart to him and ask him to mold it into that masculine heart. Number two, this is what I want you to pay attention right here. Number two is role model. Find a role model. Find a man in your life who you look up to and get to know them. Ask them questions. Ask them about their life. Learn from their mistakes and ask advice. It might not just be one person, you know, it might be a coach or a youth minister. It might be your own father. It might be a male friend that you've seen go through this road and go through this life. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I still ask my dad advice on stuff. I still ask him, how does this work? Don't be afraid to ask questions. And that's something that's very hard for me. I think it's hard for a Bennett in general. My family is to, is to have that vulnerability to, to not know something. A male bond in brotherhood is the quickest way to get out of being a man, baby. It's the quickest way in becoming a man. Number three, keep trying. Never give up. The greatest men in history all had one thing in common. They didn't have any quit in them. If they did, they wouldn't have been remembered or written about. Honestly. Think about all of the men throughout history, the good men, the great men. 
their failures are known. Not that you have to go out and make your failures be known. My point is, is that they failed, but they kept getting up. Like Hershey's. I forget how many times Hershey's fell before, like failed before you got into chocolate. You are going to fail, and that's okay. You just need to keep keep getting up. It's 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 not the most difficult thing in the world. But it is hard, especially without that community, you know? But that's okay. You'll get through it. So man babies, unite. Be free, be men, and growl. Or don't do anything, you know? All I'm trying to say is when you start to grow, your masculine heart, run to it. My name is William Bennett. Thanks for joining us, or me. Thanks for chatting with me. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on uh, social media at No Expectations. You can also find us at Wise Fools Media. Visit us at wisefoolsmedia.com. And if you want to call in and share some stories, 985-503-7867. That is 985-503-7867. Again, this is No Expectations, and I have none for the show. So I ask you to come along and expect nothing with me. Peace.